Hello family, this is In Christ Alone, your word break for today and it's a new week, it's a new month and I like to say that, you know, the Bible says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end, that they are new every morning and I always want to extend that to remind myself and to remind us all that if his steadfast love and mercies are new every morning, it means that in the same way they are new every month. Every new month is a new opportunity, is a new blessing, it's a new, you know, privilege we have to go out there and fulfill everything that God has called us to. And that's why I want to encourage you that hold on to faith, continue believing, continue trusting. I strongly believe that you will see God's goodness in the land of the living. This week I want to talk about something I have themed not in vain. Not in vain. I want to remind us that you know everything we do for God, everything that we are engaged in for God's purpose, for God's will, because God has said so, is never in vain. We are never at a losing end. That's what I want to discuss this week. And let me read something from First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. This is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He says we should always abound in the work of the Lord, not being, not being, not being immovable and being steadfast, but we should know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, one thing we need to have in mind is that in Christ, for the Christian, for the believer, there are different kinds of experiences. One of them that we know very well is the experience of sonship. And one day I'm sure I'm going to spend time talking about sonship. You know, the Bible says that to all who received him, to them that believed in his name, he gave them the power to become sons or children of God become sons or children of God in first John the Bible says that behold what manner of love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God so there's that privilege that experience in Christ that experience generally talks about how we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light how our nature has been changed how now we have the life of God and how now we have a certain position or a certain place in Christ. It talks about who we are in Christ, the blessings that we have access to, the privileges that we have access to, the rights and authority that we have access to. These are all part of the sonship experience. But we need to remember that being a son is not the only kind of experience there is in Christ. It is part, it really is what it is, but there's another experience as long as we are here on earth. And that is the experience of being servants as well. Servants of God. Servants of God. I know we like to often only relate being servants of God with the Old Testament. Because of course they were not described as sons. They did not have the nature of God. They did not have Christ in them. That is true. But you read the New Testament. You read the apostles. And you get the sense that indeed we are also servants of God. We are servants of God in the sense that we work for the Lord. The apostle Paul says that we should always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Who is a servant? This is what a servant is. Number one, a servant has a master. So God is 
a master unto us as far as his work is concerned number two a servant does what his master commands what his master determines that he should do as far as the work is concerned as far as the job is concerned the master decides what should be done and the servant fulfills it so that is a servant the servants are the beck and call of his master the blueprint we have as for the work of the lord is what god has said we should do in the scriptures where god leads is where we go and so in that context yes god is our father yes we are sons of god as far as our rights and privileges and nature is concerned but as far as his work is concerned which work we must do here on earth we must see ourselves as servants of god we are serving god in his work you know our kind of service is, is, is interesting there's a way the bible describes our being servants of god and when you read first corinthians chapter 3 again the apostle paul says that we are in verse 9 he says we are god's fellow workers we are god's fellow workers other scriptures will say we are fellow workers with god or we are co-laborers with god it is interesting how he actually describes god's to as a worker together with us our master himself the lord is also working this is because god is on a certain agenda in this world in this generation there's something that god is doing and so when we say we are working for the lord we are doing work for the lord we are serving him we are actually participating in the agenda that god is doing and that is why for example when jesus was leaving he told the disciples and indeed by extension to all of us that we should go into all nations and make disciples of all nations because that is the agenda that he's on so our work of evangelism our work of discipleship our work of teaching all nations our work of reaching out is only playing a part in the agenda that god is on so in that context we are servants of god we are servants of god because we must be engaged in the work of the lord you know the bible talks about our salvation in second corinthians chapter 5 but immediately after talking about our salvation indeed connected to that our being new creation it says that all this is from god who has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation and he goes on further and says that he has committed unto us the word the word or the message of reconciliation and he further crowns it all and says that we are ambassadors of christ so you see christ has a certain agenda he has set on this world and it is us his servants who are fulfilling his will we are workers we are workers fulfilling his will so in that context we are god's servants servants because as the bible says we must abound in the work of the lord if someone is not abounding in the work of the lord if someone is not doing anything that pushes the agenda of god or that builds the kingdom of god on the earth engaged in work for the lord then it means that that person is missing a certain part of the christian experience the christian experience is not only about claiming the blessings claiming the rights and claiming the privileges it's also about abounding in the work of the lord and if we miss out on that we have missed out on part of the christian experience and the final thing i'll add is another final characteristic of what a servant is i said a servant has a master a servant follows the instructions or does the will of the master finally a servant has a reward a servant has a reward and that's what i'll be emphasizing 
you know throughout the, this week a servant has a reward and that's what first corinthians 15 58 says that this labor this abounding in the work of the lord he says he says it is not in vain it is not in vain i wish you a wonderful week indeed a wonderful month god bless you mm-hmm.